Hey, welcome back to the Nonstop welcome Podcast. Back. Hey. I was at this like, like no eight fish. hours straight yeah. trying to catch fish. He's know, like trying to play it off. I think it's men being risky okay. with a lot of weight. Is that good? I say yes and no. What's going on, guys? Nonstop team right here. He brought a chicken. Yeah, he brought like a rotisserie chicken. We threw it in his class. That says more about the. That might be part of the reason why they graduated you early. I've seen him drinking off to them several times. <laughs> said no to drinking off. Where, like, where am I going to be next year? I'm like excited to see you. No, yeah. Like, I'm like, bro, you got Anderson Silva. Like, That's the crazy. Like, Thank you, everybody. We'll see you guys next Thanks, time. Guys. See you guys. Peace. I heard, I heard him on a podcast talk about how he dropped like millions into it, into that campaign, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I mean, even the podcast was part of his campaign, right? Like, all yeah. those podcasts and shit. Yeah. He went on so many podcasts. He went on... Do you, do you watch any podcasts? I watch a lot. You watch Usually a lot? just Joe Rogan is my Joe favorite. Rogan, yeah. Joe Rogan, um... you watch any, like, uh, um, uh, like comedy podcasts? Or not really? I used to watch David Dobrik a lot. David Dobrik? Every, every now and then I watch that, uh... He saw the Zane podcast? No, but the, the guys that were on the vlog, it yeah, was yeah. like, uh... Zane and all those guys. Yeah, still, yeah. At least they have a vlog, huh? I mean, they have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watch that here and there, but just usually the Joe Rogan one is my favorite. Who's your favorite? Like, um, do you have like any favorite uh, episodes from Joe Rogan? Bro, I love when he has Neil deGrasse. Is that that guy's name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's just. Yeah, so have you seen the one with um, Brian Cox? Nah, that one's really good. Which one? Was Neil's that? cool though. Neil's really cool. That one's with the uh, Brian's like a astrophysicist. Okay. Yeah, he's cool. He's, that's one- probably my favorite. The one that I always go one back to is the David Choi one. David Choi? Have you seen that one? David that Choi? That one's crazy. He was like a hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, yeah, David he, Choi. He, yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. artist. He was a hitchhiker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His story's crazy. He's, he's, to his day, he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> he was in, uh, uh, did you see Beef? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Beef. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he took any money from that, but in the podcast with Joe Rogan, he said that he was in a Star Wars movie mm-hmm. and that they all, he didn't take a paint, like he didn't get paid for it because like, uh-huh. he didn't want to get paid for it. They told him he was the first person to reject the check from Disney. Now nah, he's a savage. I, he got lost in like the jungle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Amazon, no? Yeah. No, and uh. Not the Amazon. Was it the Amazon? Thank you, boss. With the German guy. Thank you, man. He said he got lost with the, with the German guy, and that he almost killed him. Oh yeah, that's exactly. Like, yeah. What I was about to say, like, yeah. 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 They started like going he was, crazy. Like, crazy or, like the German guy was crazy. Yeah, he was treating him like a slave, basically. Yeah. 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 yeah that, I remember that podcast episode. Are we recording? I think so. I think we're recording, yeah. Oh, sick. But, um, <laughs> the but, but yeah, like, you, you said you watch, like, Joe Rogan a lot? Yeah. Because I think that's, like, because, like, <clears throat> Joe, when Joe Rogan first started out, mm-hmm. like, it's crazy how much he blew up, huh? Dude, that dude, I thought, I'm, like, stupid. I have, um, what's it called? I'm, like, nearsighted when it comes to, to stuff that I like. Yeah. Joe Rogan, I thought he barely got big recently, but he's really? been like on Fear Factor and shit like that. He's been doing this for yeah, a long time. Like he he was an MMA wrestler, but he mm-hmm. wasn't like he was like a UFC. He was like a big UFC proponent. Really? Yeah, he was UFC. He would, he would go on talk show hosts and like promote the UFC. Oh, okay. Like, I thought he went on like I don't know if you know who Conan O'Brien is. Yes. But he like went on Conan O'Brien a long time ago. And like when he had hair. The UFC. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been yeah. on the scene for mm-hmm. a minute. I put my dad on him recently. Yeah, and my dad's older, so like, and he's Mexican, so like, I just told him that like, I think the coolest thing about him is just how unbiased he is to a lot of things. He's pretty unbiased, yeah. I th- I think I agree for with sure. That. It's, it's for hard sure. to find like podcasters like that because usually you know you got like 
even with politics, you'll have like someone that's really right winged and everything you talk about is right wing. Yeah. This dude like just anything. Yeah. Just he'll have whoever on his podcast. But as long as because there's people that have been on this podcast podcast that got disrespectful with him, you know. Yeah, like, a few people. A few well, yeah, like not not maybe not like disrespectful, but just like like um not very like open minded. Maybe not yeah. like maybe like not very good faith. Like they wanted to do their own like, thing. Like um the like the what was it, the CEO from Twitter, right? Yeah. Like yeah. him. And like the the CEO from CNN. The CEO or owner, whatever his name is. The one that was talking about the horse. Yeah, the, the horse, horse tranquilizer. The, the horse dewormer. The horse dewormer. That he told him he was using yeah, horse that dewormer. That's crazy. He got mad about that. For sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, but we, we have like, like, what were you going to say? We want to talk to Eddie about his, his brand, 310 Offsuit, or is it just Offsuit? <sighs> yeah, 310 Offsuit. 310 Offsuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, uh, you, uh, how did you come up with that? Like the name? It's a really funny story. It was initially just supposed to be 310 clothing. Um, I was playing poker with some homies and they were like, oh, you just started it. And I was like, yeah, it's called 310 Clothing on Instagram. And he went on it and he was like, wait, there's like four other ones. I was like, yeah, but like, they like stopped existing like, you know, like four or five years ago. Like, yeah. he was like, damn, it might be hard to find yours. You should like maybe add something to it so that the problem was that on the back of the hats, I already had put 310. Right. So mm -hmm. there was like, I need a, I, I had a made hats. Yeah. So I was like, I need yeah. to keep 310 on there. And offsuit is a poker term. When mm -hmm. things are different, like two cards are different colors okay. or different suits. So it's kind of a play on words of like, you know, like we're trying to be different, trying to be right. So 310 offsuit is what we ended up coming up with. And you always, you were always poker, like poker is your thing that you really like poker? So it was funny because this all started during COVID. Okay. Uh, you know, we all had like a break in time. So a lot of time, yeah. With my, my friend group, we uh, would play soccer. Um, and then at night, there's, you know, there's nothing to do. So we were like, hey, let's come over to my garage. We'll play poker for a little bit. And that's when I started getting into it. And then I realized, I was like, wait, when you watch the poker, like, YouTube, like, you notice, like, a bunch of people in the casinos are wearing hats. Mm -hmm. No one's really targeted them with, like, you know, like a like design. Like, have your hat there, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, you know, what? on a whim, I made some designs. And then, uh, yeah, I just started taking off little by little. For sure, for sure. And I've never, I've never personally played poker. I know my dad plays poker all the time, like with my uncles and stuff. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did you get into it initially? Like, was it just with your friends or before it's, that? So it's a big pastime, and a lot of with LA, it's it's different because we have a lot to do. But when you go out to like states like in the Midwest or like in the East Coast where it gets too cold to be outside, a lot of families just start whether it's board games, or poker games. Like, it's a really big thing in the Midwest, the East Coast. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of family in Victorville, which mm, isn't that sure. far from here, but you know, like during christmas and stuff you can't really be out and like yeah so like you, you stay indoors you play poker with your family and stuff just you know and isn't like uh like a lot of people that left to play poker wear hats no yeah like they try to like hide, the hide their faces and stuff exactly like that. and that's it's what like, we we're targeting yeah. so it was like not only was it just like an aesthetic thing but it also has some you know usability i guess yeah like, so it's like you get the best of both worlds pretty much yeah. So so it started as hats, and then you have the I see you have the hoodie on, mm -hmm. and you have your drops yep, and stuff. Yep. Do you plan on doing like anything, <clears throat> anything broader, or do you want to just keep it contained for now? So that was the thing when we first launched. The biggest problem was like, okay, what if I don't play poker? And there are also like those comments of like, you know, like are you promoting gambling and stuff like that? And it yeah, was for like, sure. I was like, yeah and no. So, quick story with it. Um, my dad lost his job during COVID mm -hmm. yeah. and we had, thank God, some savings and stuff. 
and my dad's from mexico so a lot of phrases that are from like the u.s and stuff i teach him mm -hmm. and the time i had just taught him scared money makes no money <laughs> and my dad like started repeating he's like what does that mean blah blah i was like well i've learned from like rich people through podcasts and stuff that yeah. like at some point you got to take that leap of faith and for like sure. you know take a gamble on something whether it's you move to a different state you change a job blah blah so me and my dad started up paqueteria business uh we're in downtown la and with all the money we had saved up damn and uh when things were going rough and i was like scared money makes no money right and i was like yeah. and thank god uh three years out now we're, we're doing good we just opened up a, another office in vegas damn that's awesome so the thing is uh yes on the surface it's a poker brand but we like to think that we're trying to spread this message of like gamble on yourself Especially okay. like as a minor minority that comes from Mexican family, at some point to elevate your status or elevate your life in any shape, even if it's not money wise, you have to take that gamble on yourself. Nice. You know, like you got to move out from your parents' house and pursue something or you got to, I don't know, just get yourself out of your comfort zone. Definitely. Even if it's not financially, you know, you got to, you got to, yeah, just take that leap of faith or take a gamble on yourself. So that's the, where we're trying to pursue, we're trying to take that message out now with our brand more step away from that poker thing and just kind of like hey it's like you know it's uh take a gamble on yourself and yeah that's pretty much where we're at right now with the brand that's badass i Amazing. like that yeah that's badass and um <laughs> you have the you have the advantage kind of with the clothing that it's yeah. hats yeah because you know you saw luis chavez the the pro mexican soccer yeah, player yeah, yeah he's wearing your hats now so that's kind of that's kind of like fashion and style makes it yeah. everywhere you know yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be you know one like oriented so how did that come about? Yeah. So it's a crazy story. My dad, uh, crazy guy. He uh, he's in the in the radio business, mm -hmm. radio station business yeah. okay. for sports. Uh, so he gets a lot of media passes to games and stuff. So part time is our paqueteria business, and then the other time he'll be doing media coverage of any games and stuff. So a lot of times you get access to the press conferences and stuff, you know. Uh, so he has a friend that from back in the day. He became the kit manager from Mexico. Like, oh, you know, the shit. guy that gives out the shirts, puts everything in the laundry, all this stuff. And he was like, hey, man, like, my son just started a, a clothing company. Is there any way we can give some hats out to the players? Mm -hmm. He's like, ooh, it might be tough. You know, a lot of these guys have sponsorship deals and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I'll try. So I gave my dad a couple hats, and I was like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If not, we tried. Mm -hmm. And this hat was like six months ago, the last time they came to, to California to play a game. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, never heard anything about it, blah, blah, blah. And two days ago, my homie calls me. He's like, hey, Luis Travis, you're wearing your hat. And I I never put two and two together. I was like, it can't be that Luis Chavez. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, who's Luis Chavez? Like the homie from high school or what? Like he was like, no way, yeah. the fool that scored the free king in the World Cup. And I was like, what? He was like, I was like, he was like, I'm sending you the video right now. So I was like, sure enough, um, he sends you the video and Luis Chavez wearing it. So I was like, wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So he didn't like even like tell you guys or nothing. He just nothing, showed up with the hat one day. Nothing. You just my homie just sent me the video and sure enough he was wearing the hat and uh, that's cool crazy. guy. Oh, were, that's awesome. They were telling me that uh, a couple of guys on the team like the 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 brand. Yeah. Um, that's sick, dude. But that's yeah, amazing, dude. And you got like yeah, a few that's, poker that's players wearing it too, no? So that's that was the biggest. Uh, real quick, I don't want to ramble on too much about it. But no, no. We at my very first event. Um, I I had made 50 hats with the 310 on the back, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had dumped all my money into it. And um, 
I told my, my friend, I was like, what do you guys think about it? And they're like, mm, that's cool. They're like, what does it mean? Mind you, this friend that I had didn't play poker. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's like, it's the best hand in poker. It's a pocket ace. Is that? Right. He's, like, okay. he's like, it's kind of plain. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then I told my dad and my dad, same thing. He was like, he's like, you should add something to it. You know, it's kind of plain. Like, I was like, you know, like, that's how I like to dress. I like plain, simple yeah, designs. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I don't like, Flashy, yeah. I don't like nothing crazy. Just clean. So I was like, damn, like, you know. What I do with these 50 hats now, like, you know, yeah. like, I already made them. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go to this event that I was planning on going to anyways. It was a meetup game for this YouTuber. And I go there. I was already come bummed out because my dad and my best friend had told me, like, yeah, exactly. you know? Yeah. And uh, at this event, uh, it took off. The The main guy was running it. It was like, I was like, hey, man, like, I'm a huge fan. Uh I watch your poker YouTube all the time, and I was like, can I give you a hat? And he was like, I'm going to do you one better. And he turns around, and I don't know why I thought he was grabbing, and he comes back out, and he has a vlog camera. No way, and shit. just on the spot, he goes, hey, man, I'm here with my friend Eddie today. Tell him about your brand. Oh, and man. I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's crazy. Right. And so that shout-out uh, helped a lot. Yeah. And then from there, we became friends. You know, He had just Dang. started his poker YouTube, so he had like 10,000 subscribers at the time. Mm. And now, uh, Wolf Game Poker, shout out to Wolf Game Poker. Uh, he's the biggest poker YouTube on That's the awesome. platform. He has a million plus now. That's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, where, where, where was he, like, in his career, like, when he met you? Just started. Like, just started? Just started. Yeah, Dang. he must have had, like, it out for, like, three months. Okay. Yeah. Dang. It was crazy. So you guys, like, grew together pretty much. And that was, that was a really, really cool part about it because, like, I genuinely liked his content. And mm. I was like... You and you're a fan of poker. And I was a fan. I was yeah. like, hey, man, like, your content is different. You're taking more of like a modern approach to it, mm -hmm. and it's uh it's very enjoyable content. And I was like, I can see it growing big, and he was like, Oh, thank you, man. Like he's like, your hat's really cool, and I was like, We should have a collab project, and mm -hmm. then we came out with another hat. Yeah, that's I been our yeah. I've seen him wear it. It has like the wolf on the back. Yep, and that's been our number one seller. We've sold out, sick. thank God, like twice now. Damn, that's awesome. that hat. So it's it's been sick. Yeah. How often have you dropped? Well, that was the that's the biggest thing with with brands. It's it's a lot of money you have to invest in it. Yes. So um, with that, we've dropped twice. Uh, he helped me fund the second drop, but the first drop, we uh, made 100 hats. Damn. And um, just to kind of test yeah. the waters. And then from there, we uh, re-upped again. That's extra awesome. 200 hats. Okay. So now we're, we're, we're planning to, to come up with more stuff really soon, hopefully. For sure. And yeah. I know you, you have a big... Well, not, not a big emphasis, but you kind of made a comment about the Midwest and kind of East. Mm -hmm. But when I think poker, uh -huh. mainly I think Vegas. Yeah, that's a good assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they host the biggest poker tournament of the year, WSOP. So that's funny enough. Our our whole year is uh, projected to lead up to that tournament. Okay. It's like the World Cup of Poker. Right, right. Okay. Where everyone like from all over the country, all over the world, pulls up to Vegas and plays poker all week. So we're hoping that... Either uh, thanks to Wolfgang, he's a direct associate now with WSOP, which is the thing. Nice. So we're hoping either we get a stand or You'll some type of yeah. yeah. But yeah, Vegas is that's badass. I mean, yeah. do you do you frequent Vegas? I mean, I, have you played poker in Vegas? Yeah, I mean, here and there. It's funny enough that my girlfriend, uh, she had never been to Vegas. Okay, you know, she had lived here all her life, and I took her. And so the couple of times I've taken her, I haven't been able to play much. Yeah. Um. But she loves the whole thing, and you uh, like Vegas. Vegas is dope, yeah. Yeah, once hot in the summer, cold in the winter. It's one of those, yeah. It's one of those cities yeah. you're gonna only be there like a couple of days out of week, though. 
Yeah. My dad goes out every other week now because of the business out there. Right, right. Okay. But uh, yeah, I like to come like two, three times a year. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas is cool. Do you like, like, do you like, are you are you in, in any type of like gambling or something like? Because I know like when you when people go to Vegas, like uh-huh. all they want to do is gamble. Like at least some people. Yeah. Or play poker. Yeah. Like, do you have fun? Like, it sucks, man. We were just talking about it, and I feel like you guys can probably agree. But they say that any uh, anyone that knows how to do math knows that yeah. you're not supposed to gamble. You're not yeah, Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the odds are against you. So I hate blackjack. I hate roulette. Like, yeah. I won't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, poker's a little bit different because mm. you play against other people. Right. Yeah, you're, you're not playing against the house. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, in moderation, it's, it's yeah. fun. And you like poker, like you like it quite a bit. Because I've, 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 I mean, I've, I was, I, I got into poker like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I, I think poker's like I think it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the stakes and stuff, especially when you play with your friends. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. That's um, that. I think that's the biggest portrayal i like to give of the, of the game yeah um i think the best way i describe it to my girlfriend because she doesn't know it much either it's like i told her that men in general we have yeah. a hard time of just you know like girls night you know like yeah right. girls can just chill yeah invite each other to their houses have wine watch a movie and it's right. chill men really <laughs> yeah. can't do that you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. like so our alternative is hey man come over let's drink a beer play poker and mm. that's the way i like to kind of tell my girlfriend like that's yeah, usually what it's like you know yeah. like it's a cool pastime for like men to get together. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Out with your buddies sure, and yeah. you know, have fun. Yeah, that's that's the best way I can describe it. For so sure. yeah, so you're more more of like a a together kind of guy with your homies, not really like a high stakes Vegas nah, kind of guy. No, 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 no. That's um, I we've seen like people in that world, and Wolfgang tells me all the time. He's like, it's a dangerous, dangerous game. Like yeah. if you maybe one day, right? <laughs> <laughs> down the line yeah. retired yeah down the line when you got fuck you money yeah that, that's honestly when you're sp- white money yeah exactly that's <laughs> yeah. when you're supposed to play like that right yeah right. for sure but i mean yeah people have fun gambling like those, those type of people they just like let me put 10 g's on this yeah and if it's, it's, like i mean have crazy. you seen drake i mean if, if i, if if like I had fuck you money i'd be a dj <laughs> too you know yeah. it's 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 easy to them you know it's you see him just drop in a million, but then he makes forty-two million. Or yeah, something Drake's like, like going on steak and like gambling. Yeah, oh, he yeah. just makes five hundred thousand. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like, what do you <laughs> mean you'll take it? Like, that's just half a million. I'll take it. I'll take He's it. like, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. He's like, no, bad. Change. Yeah. Change. You have um, you have a favorite poker player? Because I know there's like some like really good ones. I I only know like a couple. I know yeah. like Daniel Negreanu. Is that his name? Negreanu. That's Negreanu? yeah. Negreanu. That's literally the best one. He's like the best best one. And then there's other like a few. I I've seen poker. Yeah. I just ha- I have trouble remembering names, especially yeah. when I when I haven't seen poker in in recently. Yeah. Like so, who do you who would you say? So I I think people say Phil Ivey's the best one. He's Phil like, Ivey, yeah. He's like the Tiger Woods. Of he's like, like the Tiger Woods. Poker. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a baller. Um, but Daniel Grant is probably like the most yeah. charismatic and easiest yeah, to cool. follow. Funny enough, he I I always when people ask me like what what it took to like get the brand off the floor, the two biggest things was uh uh wolfgang poker with yeah. that shout out yeah yeah and then uh danny negreanu funny enough also shouted us out no uh, on a poker vlog which is insane that's sick and it was the same thing i met him at a tournament i was like hey man like i'm a huge fan can i give you this hat and uh same thing i i honestly don't know what it is mm-hmm. i trying to kind of pivoting away to uh another message i like to give out it's like you know clothing brands are cool and saturated market and stuff but like what i can always push for is starting your own thing you generally don't know how far you can take something until yeah, you try yeah. it okay 
um with negranu and 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 those stories that i have i think the biggest thing was that like people especially older people like to see young people try you know what Yo, I'm yes. yeah for sure especially yes. if they're like because they, they in, in some way they like they, they kind of see themselves in you exactly they're like yeah you're trying like that's what i was that's yeah, I was. And, yeah and at these events and stuff you'll meet these guys and they'll be like oh i love the like the hunger and desire like you know like you know you're going into a tough market yeah. for a sure. lot of competition and it's like i think that's been the number one uh i guess like help in terms of the shout outs and stuff when i got that shout out from dan negranu there's some poker youtubers there they're like do you know how much that shout out costs and i was like no i have no idea he's like at least 15 grand Fuck. and i was like damn and i just got it free and sure enough it's on his youtube so uh that's nice, oh, that's dude. awesome that's really nice but yeah that's really good <laughs> what's, yeah. what's, 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 you didn't get it for free though because your your attitude your like exactly yeah drive like that really like you, you know, can tell yeah awesome for you man. yeah it was because you're like actively you're, you're actively yeah, going you're to these places like, and yeah, like putting yourself out there and of, most people don't do that it takes a lot of effort and i think that that's like i think that's my favorite part about this because people tell me what's next with it right and I have no idea, you know, yeah. either eventually maybe try to sell it to WSOP or we try to, you know, I don't know. But what I've taken away from it, it's like, it's scary to start something, but I promise you once you, it's, it's a grind. I'm not going to say it's always pretty, but it's amazing when you have passion for something and it works. And it pays off. And, uh, and, uh, people kind of give you respect for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just beautiful like it, and it's so scary to take that first leap of faith but once you do it whether or not it works out you learn so so much from it mm -hmm. or you meet a lot of people from it you know yeah in terms of setbacks have you had any like oh that? a bunch man yeah you feel like man we um i just did tiktok i found out that you can try to go through chinese manufacturers mm -hmm. and i tried it and no we spent like upwards of like two thousand dollars on hats oh and it God. became out horrible wow. like yeah so you uh you learn you can't really take shortcuts yeah. in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could tell I could tell you're really like present and really like confident about what yeah. you're doing. But that also kind of leads me to believe that you're not really in it for the money entirely. Okay, that, and that's another beautiful thing I've learned from this. I uh I truly like you hear it from like wealthy people all the time that you're supposed to chase passion, not money. Not money. Okay. And if you chase money, it'll never work out. Yeah. I told my friends that like you know when you have a business it's not a nine to five it's you know nine to nine yeah you know nine yeah. a.m to nine p.m we're like yeah. you're gonna work a lot of hours for free mm -hmm. and the only thing that's gonna keep you going is your, your passion, passion for it yeah so uh yeah just don't get into the money for this stuff anyone trying to do a clothing brand out there you know like understand it's there's a lot of competition out there don't don't be afraid if you have an idea that, you know you think work out take yeah. it but understand that you're gonna have to work a lot of hours for free and um yeah just be prepared for that because i think it's easier said than done you know a lot of people here like oh yeah i'm down to do it but when it gets time to work and yeah. it's like you know have you ever experienced like tunnel vision or are you experiencing tunnel vision where you just kind of have that in mind you're not really worried about anything else going on on the outside you're just kind of trying to get things done you do you go through that i i played college soccer so okay. i think that prepared me a lot with in soccer, we have this saying of, like, the game's done. Now we're on to the next game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think I have that mentality with the brand or anything I do with business. It's like, okay, that worked out or that didn't work out. You know, wipe it off. Because if you keep everything, like, 
there you're just gonna you're gonna crumble mm -hmm. so it's like that worked out that didn't work out learn from it and then it's like okay what am i doing tomorrow with it you know what yeah. i'm saying so i guess in that sense yeah it's like a tunnel vision of like um just learning from your mistakes and, and applying them you know to keep trying and learning and yeah it's it's I, a lot of it comes from that soccer background though like you can't always expect things to go well yeah and when they don't go well you gotta have that mindset of like it's fine let me try it again you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um but yeah it's that's probably the best way i've approached this brand because like i said it won't always be pretty <laughs> i mean it seems like kind of just good or bad it just seems like an experience to have mm -hmm. and it's taking you places i've seen like you've been in like japan and stuff and i've seen your brand in japan yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that what like, what is that what's that like I, like i was telling you guys earlier i think it's one of those things where like even if your venture does not succeed uh you either learn a lot from it or you meet a lot of people from it and thank god from like these events and stuff i've met really successful people um who have offered me already internships whether it's through real estate or there's like certain media teams that cover these poker events and they're mm -hmm. like hey man like there's this one guy that uh invited me to go live in vancouver i think it was canada okay and i've never been out there so i was like i was like uh maybe you know like i i'm not opposed to it but let me just you know the whole thing with the brand right now is that i'm giving myself in, up until i graduate from college mm -hmm. yeah to see how far i can take it yeah and then from there okay we'll see yeah so what like kind of like because a lot of people would kind of crumble under the first like sign of pressure mm -hmm. and a lot of people would like not even because you're are you like a first generation like did your dad come here yep okay so and you were born here yep so you're like a first so like a lot of people will kind of not even try to try to do this yeah what what in your life has led you to kind of not focus directly on like the standard like go to high school go to college you know what i mean yeah because like, a lot of people wouldn't even try this I, I think it's a lot of it what has, drives you to do something different you know what I mean yeah I think it's all about education and environment you mm -hmm. know where okay. you come from right. and, and, and what you can know I mm -hmm. you know a lot of unfortunately a lot of kids from my area you're kind of taught of this mentality of like get a job and if you need more money get a second job yeah alright and, yeah. and through experience you know that that never works out you know right. like you get paycheck half of it goes to taxes and then have so, the winter yeah, bills like, yeah like so instead then, of like instead of you know yeah exactly that's like exactly yeah yeah it's, the like, it's definitely to, the environment yeah different way yeah like, try to do something for yourself they're just like yeah try to get a different for yeah, sure. yeah. and so <laughs> what i afford your next paycheck uh, for anyway. sure and from conversations and stuff you realize because I, I i saw these things when i was young and i was like i'm gonna i'm I, I don't come from you know like my parents came from mexico um we grew up in harvest city so like <laughs> uh you realize from stories that working nine to five will not cut it to elevate excuse me to elevate in life so like some, some yeah some people just can't do that like yeah some people are just like that nine to five it's like great but like i just something more for sure and, and like no no hate to the nine to five thing yeah but there's it's a, like there's a lot of people that we need to work nine to five but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know people yeah and and that's what I say I all the time, like, for sure. And and I, I was telling my buddies all the time. I don't know. With me, it was like you have to, you're gonna have to work a nine to five if right. you don't come for money. Like yeah. there's no two ways mm -hmm. about it. That's, yeah. But the thing is, what are you gonna do with that money? Are you gonna save it? Or exactly. Gonna, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. a lot of our generation, all of our like people from our country, are like buy a new truck or like 
right yeah right. you know and it's like they're making yeah 500 dollars payments every month and right. it's like how much are you paying on your car yeah it's yeah. like come on man. like you know like you know like we don't have assets you know like it's like if if you come from like a first generation family we need to be that it's generation tough, right? that like, creates it yeah yeah that's crazy and it's like instead of buying that you know fifty thousand dollar car let's start a business you know like let's yeah yeah, yeah. So that's let's, an awesome let's take, message. Honestly. Yeah, like, let's take a leap because really, from a first generation immigrant, like just start your business. That's awesome, honestly. I you, think that's awesome. Like, that's why America allows like immigration, like leap, like emig- like that's starting a business, like being like entrepreneurial, for yeah, sure, for an entrepreneur, sure. just being like fucking just killing it, like yourself, like that's awesome. And more than that, more than anything, I mean, he's killing himself, but like he said, it's about the passion. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if you, like exactly. he said, if you but work I mean, with ninety five. You get another ninety five. Like the better for you. Like that's awesome. Like just get get rich. Like, because with those two jobs, awesome. like, you're like, the, what are you spending? You're spending a lot of time. But what are you? What are you? Like he said, what are you spending that money on? He's spending time on something that he loves, on something that he really enjoys, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just gonna let things happen how they happen. You know, he's not really he's not really concerned with the now. He's more concerned with the with the next thing. Like he said, I don't know the next. Sure. So what is like? Yeah. It's it's really like what are you spending your time on, because what is that going to lead you into? I guess right. Yeah, I think the environment sure. also played any, a huge yeah. role. Any kind of, yeah. for sure, for sure. Like especially if you grow up in an environment where, like you said, like a lot of people are just complacent. You need to do this and you need to do that. Like right. don't mm-hmm. don't job, don't think about you know you're probably not going to get yeah, rich. Like you're not going to get rich. Exactly. Like if you start like a business, said, it's going to fail. Sure. But like just just find a way to meet that bill. Like just find a way to meet that payment. Like it's crazy the, that like they people don't say like yeah like try to like do like try to prosper. That's for sure, I, I think especially when we're younger, if people put you in a mold, you tend to only want to fit that mold. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this kind of corny, but it's kind of that saying where like for sure, like, if you put a shark in a goldfish tank, yeah, it will only stay the size of a goldfish. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's like. You have to slowly yourself or hopefully your peers help you realize that like honestly the sky's the limit, especially like you said in this country where uh yeah, like there's opportunity that, is there's it's insane. Did so you like, face any like sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Like but did you uh <clears throat> did you face any like pushback from like your community or anything like that? Like For sure. It, it, and it's I think it's human psychology of like I, f- I feel like you guys probably experienced it too, where like, oh he's trying to do that, like it's not gonna work out. You yeah, know? Right. it's like just dude like you're spending all that money on that it's not gonna and it's like you have to that's our mentality unfortunately do you think do you think that is that is um like specific or more prevalent in one type of demographic for sure yeah yeah i think and it comes back to that environment thing i think if you've never seen it there's no way you can believe it yeah you won't believe it yep it's it's funny that you say that because like the reason that my family like my parents left mexico yeah was because of that mentality i don't know what it is like i don't know if it's just mexico Mm -hmm. or if it's like some sort of like because we're full-blood mexicans Mm -hmm. my brother and i like my parents Mm -hmm. i mean probably some spanish in there but like we're born in mexico yeah and like my parents left mexico because of that like mentality where like they see you like rising up they see you being successful and they mm-hmm. want to pull you they down. want to pull you down like, that's I don't know why that is but like that's why we moved here and yeah it's like it's funny you say that like but it's so true like it resonates a lot so i mean yeah. this is it's pretty, it's, it sucks though. it sucks because it's something personally that i hear a lot within the mexican community it's like we always try to pull our like each other down yeah. like our, our own people down and it doesn't make I any don't know sense what that is. i think yeah it's it's i don't know 
and, it's, and unfortunately, like the people, like people just have something to say. Like, they like have we're to so say. like um, we're lucky mm-hmm. to be in the environments that we're in because if we were in a diff- totally different environment. Like we could be, com- we could be completely different people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those people, um, you can you can take any example. Like either whether like you grow up in you you you're in a gang or like you grow up in a like a violent neighborhood. Like you're just more likely to turn out. You know how that is, like how, how that how mold that, that, that mold in, in that, that mold, environment, yeah. right? And so well, like yeah, and then I think part of that is really like what Eddie said. It's gamble on yourself. Yeah, gamble on yourself and take Definitely. that leap of faith. Um, it it shows that he's really like you can't really be scared to yep. to do like he said. The sky's the limit, and you just kind of got to believe that and kind of believe in yourself. Yeah, because you you don't know how things are gonna end up, but you just if you're present and if you work towards it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna be there. And it comes back to education and environment factor. That for example, my dad is probably one of the smartest men men I've ever met. But even he struggled with that aspect of like, unfortunately, Mexicans, we, we like to, you know, we make a thousand dollars and put in your savings account. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, st- like, you know, you can use that a thousand to start something. And it's like, no, 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 because that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen, I've seen so, so try to do it and it didn't work out. So yeah. like, why would I try to do it? Well, yeah, exactly. They tell you like, why would you try to do it if he tried? And, and it comes back it. to the environment thing where like, I fortunately was able to, my parents moved us into this is funny, but into Torrance, mm. where like the kids are different, you know, like you, they come from parents that are lawyers and this and that, and they would be like, "Hey, man, we're gonna come over. Do you want to come over to my house?" And I had come from an environment; it was only apartments, so I'm there. I'm like, "What do you mean, like hang out at your house? Like, what? like, mm. like, yeah, bro, come over. We're gonna have a a game night." And you would go over and you see these huge houses, and like, and I'm like, "What? Like, this is possible?" Yeah, you know, like, and it's like. What, do you, what does your dad do? And it's like, oh, he went to college, he became a lawyer, and, and this, that, right? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, he uh, owns a business. So uh, he started up, one of my friends started an AC business here in Torrance. Oh, shit. And uh, yeah, they do AC for this company and this company and this company, and now they're well off. And it's like, you know, and in, in, in where my old city, it was like, oh, I'm gonna grow up, and when I'm 18, I'm gonna work, and then I'm gonna get my dream car. And it's like, okay, then you got your dream car, then what? You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. So like, and that's the biggest factor. I was like, it's just environment and education. With my dad, thank God, like, from what I've learned and what I saw in, from my friends, I was like, hey, dad, like, you know, so and so did this. We should try it. Mm-hmm. And just out of like trust, he was like, yeah, all right, let's try that. Like that business, and it worked out. And it's like we always laugh about it because it comes back to that stupid saying of scared money makes no money. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's analysis paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. That, yeah i think so too yeah especially and, and what you're doing now mm-hmm. um representing like i said like representing your country it's it's awesome because there's not there's not a huge portion of immigrants um that like want to take that risk to take that risk yeah exactly want to take that risk and start a business because i mean they're just scared they're it's scared dope. To do it, yeah. it really is dope because you could i mean this is just the beginning i'm sure i'm sure you feel that way like mm-hmm. you've already had some some share of success but you're not even you're not even near oh no for sure finished. Yeah. and and it's and it goes down to that thing of like i i funny enough i watched that kanye west document the documentary i don't know if you guys watched it mm. the genius yeah yeah uh what's it called yeah and uh what i got from it was like i think you have to have a certain amount of delusion for sure 
and it's like if you think about it the greatest athletes of all time are really delusional people mm -hmm. but i think you have to find that balance of like you know like i can do that but also know that it's going to take work gonna, to get there yeah. you know what i'm saying but you see these document documentaries like michael jordan kanye and the way they speak of themselves the kanye one was my favorite because like <laughs> they would document him like going to these like meetings where he was like hey man like let me rap and yeah. the, the rappers at the time yeah, to the who, studios and stuff yeah, yeah the rappers at the time who were huge were like nah man just make me my beats yeah just like who are you huh? yeah and i can't even name you those rappers you know yeah. what i'm saying and and it was like kanye would leave the, the studio like defeated but then he would be like oh they don't know i'm being I'm him yeah i'm one of the best rappers of all time yeah and it's like you have to kind of have that level of like a little delusion and it's like I, I I don't know it will be a success. You know, there's never a certainty to it, but I, I can promise myself that I'm gonna try as hard as I can. So. Well, that's the thing. This doesn't like what you're doing doesn't have to be a success, mm -hmm. but you could still end up as a success regardless of that. You know, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not that doesn't define you. You know, your failures yeah, don't yeah. define you really. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Those, and those partnerships that you have going on, that's like. That's honestly, that's honestly crazy. Like, who who would you like want to target first? Like, are you like targeting like actively? Like, do you like market to these people, or is it just like kind of like right place, right time? For sure, right place, right time. Yeah, I think uh, my, one of my favorite sayings is uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. For yeah, sure. Yeah. And uh, if you put yourself in enough good spots, eventually yep. something good should come out of it. You mm -hmm. know um i think if if you're kind and i know it's corny but if you're if you're a good person and you work hard eventually something good has come out of it yeah but i think uh, too many people lose either they don't see the vision or, or they lose faith in it and they stop trying but i think uh for sure right place right time and just you know try to get yourself in that right place yeah i I definitely agree, and you're like a sports guy too, right? Yeah, yeah. you like like well, and you're you're more of a soccer guy. Yeah, you'd say for you sure. say like soccer is like your main sport that you watch. Soccer, yeah, for sure. My girlfriend recently got me into uh, NFL. NFL, yeah. So I've been keeping up with. Unfortunately, yeah, I've been having such such trouble keeping up with like <laughs> the NFL. I don't know what it is, honestly. It soccer for me mm -hmm. is too hard to keep up with for just sure. because there's so many leagues, so many, so many leagues. games. For sure, for sure. Um, I, I will 100 percent watch the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, but, and I think that's. But, for sure it's coming yeah. up uh it's coming up yeah we're, we're gonna be the host for one of yeah. the yeah mexico too canada too right i was having i was watching shane gillis podcast and he was talking about how like he was having a lot of trouble keeping up in the nfl and like, watching nfl <laughs> he said it like he said that the madden games mm -hmm. used to look a lot like games and then, like now the actual football looks too much like Madden. <laughs> he's like he's like they're pouring slime on each other yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like what the fuck is going on with this shit he's like yeah i, don't, I can't I don't. watch this i you know i started with soccer because i grew up just my dad just soccer yeah but i personally i love sports like any sport any sport that you get me into i'll probably get There's, obsessed with it yeah um i like soccer it's a lot to keep up with but what got me what got me really hooked was FIFA. For sure. I would yeah, play FIFA fine. and I would learn the players, I would learn the teams. And now, you know, I have I have a good level of ball knowledge just because of how much I keep up with it. And then NFL right now, I this was probably like my biggest NFL year. Yeah. Just probably because I was like in fantasy leagues, I was doing like all kinds of stuff in there. And that, that's what I was gonna say. I, I think when you grow up in LA, it's such a sports city where like if you don't learn the sports, you're gonna be left out. For so sure. 
I've 100%. definitely yeah, I've definitely I've gotten into more football and stuff. It's baseball. part of the culture. Baseball, I have to get into. I was just in Japan, and I never knew this, but Japan's number one sport is baseball. Yeah, they, they love they do they like, love they it over love there, baseball. Yeah. And crazy enough, uh, the Dodger hats out there are sold out right now. Really? So <laughs> my be. my friend's aunt was like, "Hey, can you please get us some Dodger hats?" And he was like, "He's like, which ones?" He's like, "Just the blue one with the LA sign mm-hmm. on it." And he was like, "All right." And we found out that they're like reselling out there for like fifty, 50 like sixty bucks, like each one. And it's like, yep, all thanks to Mister Otani with the Shohei crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, I heard, crazy. I heard that he like is like not actually getting the full like amount. Yeah, he, he did a weird deal. He, he did, did a weird like three million dollars yeah. or a year or something like that, and then they give it at the end of the year yeah. or something like that. I and don't know. he also like deferred some of that money because he wants mom, he, he wants a team to keep building and stuff and, too. And, and doesn't he have like I heard like he has a mom and like. His mom controls all of his finances. Did you hear oh, about that? I don't know. I did not hear about. I heard that. something no. about that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know how like Japanese people are super like they're super focused. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. they're oh, like sure. super disciplined. Yeah, yeah. And so like I wouldn't doubt it. You know if that's actually if that's actually real. But also baseball. I know there's other. I know there's sports. There's definitely some sports that are harder to watch than others. No. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean baseball. I could say. I don't know. Maybe baseball. I'm because sure. I'm sure baseball fans have like a like. I'm sure baseball because me with soccer, I know if like a like I love soccer, but soccer can be boring sometimes. Yeah, you know, the sure. games can stall out mm-hmm. and there's just nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm sure baseball when they're like zero zero into exactly. the ninth inning, yeah. but that's when it gets exciting. You know, because you never know who's gonna win. It's yeah. kind of like a shootout. Also, a lot of games in baseball. Yeah. The biggest thing with Otani though, it's, it's it comes down to that nationalism of like. For example, with us, um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy that's playing for Miami Heat, the Latino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaime Jaquez? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, like, how it's easy to support because there's so few Latinos in the NBA. Yes. So, like, when you see them, it's like, oh, we're rooting for that guy, you know? like, And that's how it goes for Otani back home. Where, like, I'm even like that with um, with football. For sure. There's no... It's very there's, few. I don't know of any big-name Mexicans in the NFL. So, that, that was a re- funny reason. My dad's... Uh, was a Jets fan because of their quarterback back in the day. Uh, can't remember his name. Uh, do you guys know his name? The the old Latino quarterback for the uh, Jets, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Yes. Yeah, yeah Sanchez. there you go, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. My dad was like, "I'm a Jets oh, fan because of that." Sanchez. So like, it's it, there the, with a lot of other people talk about it, but with that deal with Otani, baseball is huge in Japan already. But you know, the Dodgers are only going to grow in popularity because of that signing. I'm so. Did you like the Japan, by the way? Oh, it's amazing, man. dude. We, dude, we have to go to Japan. It's a dream. It's a dream it's of mine to go to Japan. What did you have in Japan in terms of food? Everything. 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 How's their ramen? Oh, amazing. Ramen is Japanese, right? Yeah, yes, yes. 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 Ramen amazing, is Japanese. Amazing, amazing. What, um, we love ramen. The ramen here is good, but I can't imagine how it is in Japan. Everything lives up to the hype. Like yeah? everything, Fuck. and it and it's crazy. Um, it, it sucks like how little we know about them. I don't know if For you guys sure. knew this little current event. Two years ago, their prime minister got assassinated. No way. No, I didn't, about that. That. I didn't know that. Bro, I, when they told me out there about it, I was like, no, you're lying. Like, we would have heard of that in the U.S. And That's they're like, no, he literally, and he was, like, beloved. Like, he was, like, super popular within the Japanese um, culture. Like, culture. Did they and, catch the guy? <clears throat> so crazy. The video's online. Um, the guy that killed him made a homemade shotgun because in Japan, there's no guns. Like, it's so mm, it's controlled. So the guy in his garage made a shotgun and and they have like pictures of stuff on it wow online. no way there's a video of the guy just going behind him and what was his motive what was his reason he just didn't like the guy it's, it's uh i looked into it because I, I was like bro it's such a 
interesting like for sure like what like i never heard about this yeah yeah so apparently you know don't call me on this i, I did do my research but <laughs> yeah there is a very popular religion in japan mm. where to be a part of it you have to give annual fees mm. and it's like a, a belief for like if you donate x amount god will forgive you and return oh, you, that, shit. you know so a lot of people <laughs> yeah i think i've heard something about that so this particular guy um the guy that killed the, the prime minister his mom had got into debt with that religion he she had donated over like a million dollars oh or something. my god crazy and yeah. she was like i can't take it anymore so she unalived herself Dang. and her son just grew like like really bad hatred for that religion and in his uh what is it called like when they leave that note behind manifesto the manifesto mm -hmm. he explains or he was like you know like i wanted to leave a statement where i was going to try to go for the council of the religion but it's just too many of them and i would have gotten caught so he's like i know the prime minister had good relations with them and i knew it would create a statement crazy enough just the the craziest fact about this a lot of people call it the most successful assassination of all time because no ever since that prime minister got assassinated the government kind of cut ties with that religion wow so like it's not as powerful as it was when right and he died yeah the guy died the assassin died i i know he they put him into jail okay. we were just talking about how i don't know if you knew this but the prime minister in japan mm -hmm. got assassinated really um, or two years ago two years ago and i was like how homemade shotgun yeah, well, wow and we I never heard about this yeah i had never heard about this when i was out there and i was like what the heck but yeah i mean uh the country's beautiful it, yeah. crazy enough they're going through really bad inflation right now where yeah, i guess a hundred yen used to cost one dollar that was a conversion rate mm -hmm. and now it's 150 yen for one dollar so it's 50 more yen for your dollar but because they don't i i my buddy tried to explain to me but he said that they don't really believe in inflation they try to like hide those inflation numbers <laughs> mm -hmm. so they just uh, increased tariffs for for uh, exports and stuff. Okay. So the prices kind of stayed out. When you're out there, they keep the prices really similar to what they used to be. So yeah. your dollar is like really good out there. Like you'll wow. be able to eat like yeah, yeah, yeah. a full day's worth of like meals for like 20 bucks, 30 oh, bucks. Shit. That's all, that's so how, much, how much was it to get out there though? Like round trip? It was expensive. Yeah. Um, you got to like expensive. plan with time. Usually like a thousand bucks for a round trip. But if you do it with it's time really it's like 800 bad, yeah it's, it's not that that bad. i thought they were a lot i thought I've, it was like twice as much i've heard you don't want to go like in the summer over there when it's summer over there yeah it's I, more expensive I, I guess yeah i think the most expensive time is the cherry blossom time yes the, the springtime but yeah i usually go during the winter just because that's when we have that college break yeah also here it's super clean there is that true oh it's it's it lives up to everything a lot of people describe it like as like after you go to Tokyo, you realize how dirty other like cities are in the, <laughs> oh country, my God. Yeah, in the U.S. Are they, yeah, are they like racist at all? Like, Yo, did you, have, did you have any trouble getting into bars at night and stuff? No, no I okay. think. But did anybody look at you funny? Because I feel like I feel like Japanese people. Japanese and, people are racist, I think. And I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of Asian <laughs> countries. Asian, I feel like Asian countries. Asian are, countries. Like, they really so like to be like I, all Asian. I was gonna say this. Yeah. You go to Asian countries, yeah. like you, you don't see like any mix. Like I, you see I, all Asian. I, I wouldn't say it's. It's not a bad thing. It's too, not but, hatred racism. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. more like cultural curiosity. Maybe? It's curiosity. like uh, no no no. What's the word? It's um not uneducated it's like uh you're you they just don't know you're just out of place you know like they're just ignorant or like ignorance is the word i was looking for they're ignorant to like uh other cultures cultures and races you know like and it's 
you know there's none none of us out there so like yeah also yeah it's the same way like japan yeah when they come hardcore too when they come over here (laughs) it's like super shocking you know and so i feel like if i were to go over there i would have no idea what's going on for sure and i didn't meet a single other latino i was there for three weeks And I went everywhere, like everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Never saw another Latino. You know. That's crazy. The first time I went out there was right before COVID hit. Right. And uh, I remember it was so funny because I would go down the streets and kids like would turn their heads and like just look at me. And it was, it was like I said, it was never hatred. Funny enough, some of them would come up to my friend and speak Japanese and be like, hey, like guys, like fashion is pretty cool. Or like mm-hmm. that, you know, like dude compliment sure, me, yeah. but because I was so different, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like they just don't know. Like, they just don't know. They, um but yeah it's 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 a whole different world it's it's crazy what so about, um, were you my bad were you with your friend the whole time yeah my, and, my best friend lives out there oh uh, damn. he we met here playing soccer but he was born out there so he, he can't stay here permanently so right. he'll come back and forth and so having having him around did that make did that facilitate for you oh like, for sure like yeah. communicating with people so i was gonna ask you the japan's one of those cities where it's like kind of like uh, the best way to describe it. It's kind of fucked up, but <laughs> it's like a at colony, co- colony where like yeah. everything runs really smoothly. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, and everything is so facilitated for the people there. Like, I remember my buddy got sick when I was out there, and I was like, I don't want to waste a day in Japan. They outdoor like indoors all day, so I was like, I'm gonna go check out the city, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get myself around. You know, you Damn. just kind of have to know the big n- name cities. And just maybe a couple words in Japanese. Get around on the train. Yeah, yeah that's what I was on, gonna say. Like, it's, they, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like, English, like for everything, or no? Do you have to like? Kind of the, there's English for the name of the city, okay. right? But like you see the map, and it's kind of like okay, yeah. like numbers. And it's pretty easy to get around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hate, self-explanatory. Sure. I hear it's super like. I mean, it's super quick. Like they have the best train and metro systems it's, in the it's world. So so so. Uh, yeah, we went to. Yeah, we went to London. Yeah, we went to. Okay, sick. London is awesome like yeah uh, it was the best like public transport that that we experienced in europe for mm-hmm. sure like uh well yeah. we went to it was uh england france italy italy switzerland switzerland yeah mm-hmm. and and england has it down for sure yeah so like but like, then you get down. to like italy and it's like is this the right train but like it's like yeah it's kind of confusing but yeah that's that's cool that it's like easy to understand to, to yeah. add on to that subject some, I, some countries do not know how to make it easy for foreigners to understand what yeah. the fuck is going on i think that's my favorite part of, of of tokyo it's like i wish it's kind of depressing when you come back to la yeah. um, Damn. because like <laughs> the even though japanese people are very introverted yeah because of how the, no one has like you have to be like really rich to have a car out there and Damn. even if you do, it's like kind of pointless because it's like yeah, yeah, public Europe, transportation. Like, public, yeah, like yeah. in Europe, yeah, like you don't need a car. Like. So the thing is that like everyone's walk. I mean, it's walkable. And I, yeah, like, I had my my Apple Watch on that day, and I think we walked like five six miles yeah. like in one day, and it was like it's it, you meet people just walking around you know like and it's people are just grocery shopping and you'll yep. see a thousand people and it's yeah, like here yeah. in la like you yeah, know yeah. you do your errands and it's like you're kind of alone all day like yeah. you think about it you know like here's the thing about that though here's the thing about that though you have to remember it's like we were talking about this like like when we when we went to europe mm-hmm. and we came back like mm-hmm. we were, this is exactly the same thing we we're talking about like mm-hmm. everybody in europe is outside like because everything is so like, oh yeah together right we about, yeah. but yeah. also it's like fucking uh like uh, uh the city like la is 
fucking enormous compared yeah. to like uh, cities like France. Yeah. Even even not just LA, like but Paris, like I mean, the US. Like the US is like as big as Europe. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, for sure. Like uh. the US is huge. We have so we have so much land that like we don't have like this like tiny like city like 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 I mean, uh, London is like Tokyo. To you know what I mean? Fair, like London is really big, but like the main yeah like the main parts are like much smaller than like like let's say LA County or like I'm trying to get from here to like downtown. It's yeah. It's it's bigger than like Paris. Yeah. It's huge. Like Paris is tiny compared to like LA County. Yeah. So that's one problem that we have. Mm-hmm. Our fucking countries is huge. But another thing is that everybody's walking. So like, like here, like there's a lot of, um, like we have a lot of health problems and a lot of that's obese true. people. Yeah, that's true. And but like For I'm sure, sure in Jap- Japan, there's not that many people, right? So that's. Did you see a lot of fat people? No, none, bro. Yeah. And that's what? the thing too, like where my friend's grandma's, she's 88, yeah, and nice. and she, you wouldn't be able to tell. Like she's like she look. What does it, she look like? Bro, she's she looks like probably oh, maybe like sixty five. Oh my yeah, god, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's cool. And it literally just because they walk so much, and you know they yeah, have yeah. a clean diet as well. But how how's the portions over there? Smaller for Smaller. sure. Um, do they? Yeah, do they eat like often throughout the day, or like maybe like? Lunch? Me and my dad were just talking about this, and it, and it's crazy because we have so many misconceptions. I don't want to spread false, you know. Nah, I'm just going off of, off of like. what I saw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the lady drinks every night. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that's, and she's, that's, and she's, dude, my <laughs> she's 88 and she yeah. looks so good. So, like, we have this misconception of, like, oh, wine's bad or la la la. I think, like, alcohol will kill you. It's a, it's a poison and stuff like that. And yeah. she, she was explaining yeah. to me anything, everything in moderation for everything, sure. But that's what, yeah, that's what. But what I attribute to a lot is the diet and then just how much you walk. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that on average, we're walking like six miles a day. Like, if you yeah, she someone, was with you, she huh? was like keeping up with you and stuff. She would go with us, like, to eat and then she would go back home and okay. then me and my friend would go out to like the downtown area okay. and walk more but yeah she would walk like two three miles with us and so like you ask if you ask like unfortunately like anyone like in LA like hey when's the last time you walked three Fuck miles no. yeah. yeah to my car people walk to your car yeah for sure and that's it and so like if you go to the mall on the weekend you might walk a little yeah, bit more yeah for sure and that's what I was going back to like that's the depressing part because it's like when you're forced to walk you're, you're forced to interact with people you know like mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it like if that's the one dream i have I, i'm i'm a la like diehard to like you know mm-hmm. but if i if i was a mayor or something i would try to make it to where like downtown is where everyone goes to party you know what i'm saying we don't really have like a, a spot because la at night is fucking a nightmare it's yeah it's, and, and just it's, all homeless people yeah, and, really. yeah. yeah and go just going out night, in general you go to hollywood at night it's all homeless people like it's crazy, like and like you said, it's too big. Yeah, it's too big. Going like, out, LA, LA's, LA's city, like I mean, like yeah, but like you go to downtown LA, like you want to like have a good time, like but you're you're gonna run into like, cr- like hordes of homeless people. There's always crime. It's crazy. Like there's always crime. I've been every time I've been in LA, like around night, I always see cop cars, ambulances. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's, it's like they don't want people to like to be out to gather. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like one of those things where like I think that I I wish someone would cause some type of change where like whether we have an improved subway station where it's like in japan for example right it's crazy the, the clubs are open till 6 a.m mm-hmm. and the last train goes at 12 30 mm-hmm. so you at 12 like 10 you have to make that decision hey man yeah. am i gonna party till right. 6 a.m tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. or am i gonna um you know like head <laughs> yeah. home early yeah <laughs> and in la it kind of sucks because like you know you'll go out with your homies and it's like damn i can't drink too much because i'm you know like i had to drive to drive or like we, you know we drive Uber, and like yeah. you know like so it's like mm-hmm. you kind of like it kind of hinders like how much fun you can have yeah you know what i'm saying exactly. yeah so like we're in those cities japan tokyo i'm sorry 
I'm I'm assuming London, New York, even New York yeah, City yeah. is probably the closest thing we have to it. Mm-hmm. We're like, you can get around the subway stations. Like I hope soon. I heard LA is doing like a a fast road from like LA to Vegas. To Vegas. I, was, I used to take yeah. the train in uh, LA all the time. Like, yeah. From Hollywood to here, and yeah. Is what you would I hope we can normalize it though. I mean, with like traffic and stuff, it'd be yeah. sick if like mm-hmm. somehow. It'd be cool if they would like make more trains. Like honestly, yeah, for like, sure. Just, like, just like whole like just like make a lot of trains, like a lot of trains. But, yeah. Like, <laughs> it would be cool if they would do that. You know what I mean? It improves a lot of parts but, like, of like yeah. society. It then, makes like, just like don't like if you didn't need to have your car, like a lot of people would benefit from not. But metro, like like you said, right. interacting with people because sure. we, we have buses, but like the buses. They're like kind of like I don't know. They're not the they make like a or, like a twenty minute drive, two hours. So it's like exactly. It yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure in like Tokyo, like a lot of train, like yeah. trains would be the best. Because like, I'm sure in Tokyo is like probably similar to Europe in, in terms of like their trains and metros and stuff like that. Where for sure the nearest train so or metro, I mean it's you know it's so it's two easy. minutes away. Like, so Europe, easy. yeah, you get around so easy. And I'm, if I'm you're here in LA in the LA area, like you're in a part where. A lot of people live in parts where the metro or the train is forty-five minute walk, and I mean, why would they? Why would they walk that? Yeah, you know, if they have a car, just drive. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think it's gonna be a thing only our generation goes through. I feel like if you're a person in power and you experienced one of these cities, you see that like with the potential LA has already, like we have the weather, the beach, and stuff. If we had a, like a functioning transportation transportation system, like we we'd have the best city in the whole world you know yeah like, a lot of people already oh, yeah. consider la one of the best cities in the world it was really cool but i i hope that like within the next 20 30 40 years they innovate that for the next generation because that'd be sick yeah for sure and europe is like we like we we really liked london mm-hmm. I, I don't think we i don't think it was probably i don't think it was one of our favorites right like London is cool if you really like history. Yeah. Like if you really like history, so old. London is awesome. Yeah. Their food is not great though. <laughs> their food is not great. Though. Can't think of an English. Yeah, their food is not great though. Uh, the English, English breakfast. Yeah. The fucking tomato and the beans. Yeah. The beans. <laughs> yeah. But they're yeah. I think I think Italy and France was our favorite. I mean, because at, I mean. France, you got some of the best food in the world. Italy, you got pizza and pasta. Wait, Italy, bro. It's so it's amazing. It's just like it's like. Have you ever been to Mexico City? Yeah, bro. Go ahead, bro. You, you need to go to the bathroom. No, I'm good. Oh, good. You ever been to Mexico City? Yeah. You have? I, I played for. Uh, I don't know how much soccer you know, but I played for America's Academy. You did? For, oh, like, you did? That's yeah, like oh, eight sweet. months. My dad's an American guy, so. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. so like so we're in Coapa for like <laughs> six months. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, wait, from seventeen to that's like eighteen. Cool. How old are you right now, dude? I'm twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three. A few months. But Mexico City is huge. Cool, Mexico City, like, um, I was born in Mexico City. My parents oh. were born in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Sick. So, like, it's it's beautiful. It's awesome. But um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I got to get out more. That's what I got to say. <sighs> I, I've only been to Mexico. I've only ever been to Mexico. I, I think that's, like, one of the best. I know but it's corny, but, like, I went to travel. Um, you have to, man. My family's from Michoacan. Awesome, yeah. That's where I went, Michoacan. What happened? What happened? One of the seven wonders of the world is in Teotihuacan, uh, no? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The pyramid. We were just, funny enough. Yeah, yeah. Mind, I were just talking about Mexico City. How like uh, it has one of the, like the most concentrated amount of museums in the whole world. Really, like museum beautiful museum. Awesome. Yeah, the, the Spanish came there and they built over everything. Like, yeah. Oh, like when the Spanish got there, they literally 
built over like they used like the pyramids and the ruins as foundations mm-hmm. until like they literally started like digging like on the like street like on the normal like a uh, regular street they would see that probably helped preservation digging, then right like, and they like huh it probably helped preservation it's cool yeah you can go there and like you can walk around like like it's crazy like you literally go down like into like ruins and like you can see like just like yeah how they used to live like underground like it's not it's underground now but it wasn't then it's it's pretty crazy you should have you ever been to mexico city and you're mexican yeah so you should go to mexico city i really see, like what happened with your ancestors because they have like really cool uh like museums yeah like he said like that you can go see like how the fucking aztecs lived and how the, how the mexicans like because you look pretty mexican you know what i mean thank you <laughs> patrick and i look kind of like spanish you know what i mean yeah you we guys kind of white but you look more you look more like indigenous yeah your family like your family your whole family looks more indigenous oh my, my dad's brown bro <laughs> that's brown he's like it's not it's not a hundred percent indigenous like you're somebody in your in your timeline probably had you know probably had a, some european in there i spent a night with a european <laughs> but like you guys definitely look more indigenous than us, right? Yes, for sure, for yeah, sure. Like you're more brown, like yeah. That's pretty much. Mira, you're not playing for the academy. Oh, that's you. He played for America. He played for America, yeah, yeah right. the academy. That was the onion. Awesome. Oh my god. Six months. I, I, like, what, like, what was that like? That's cool. What was the level of competition <sighs> like? Yeah. So, it's so funny. Uh, it was all thanks to a coach named Heel. Rest in peace. He passed away recently. Um, he he had this really cool uh, program called Alianza, and it's uh it's every year in San Bernardino they host a, a trial day with like 10, 15 scouts from all over the country. Mexico will come and three hundred kids will play eleven v eleven games in front of these scouts, mm-hmm. and eventually ma- they make a cut of twenty two kids and mm-hmm. they play one final game in front of these scouts. Okay, so from there I got scouted by. Uh, by one of the America scouts, he told me to come up, come through, and I was on trial for three weeks, and then we had Christmas break, and then I came back for uh, three months, three four months. Wow! And uh, the greatest experience of my life. I was an America fan since I was a little kid. Okay, that's awesome. And so uh, we were in Coapa, which is really close to Azteca, the, the yeah. Casa Club. Yeah. But it it, <laughs> it was a dream come true. Yeah. But you realize that like. When they say it takes a sacrifice to become a professional, it, it's not like it's not taken lightly. It's it's a huge, huge sacrifice. Yeah, we had to stay in the casa club up until you're 18, and so this this what is that? What is that? The casa club. It's it's a it's a it's a house just yeah, yeah. for the academy kids. Okay, where if you don't live in Mexico City, they house you in there, but Dang. it's 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 imagine this garage like the garage, and it's it's a just bunk beds on bunk beds on bunk beds Dang. and it looks like, kind of like a jail cell like <laughs> right. oh my god and at 9 p.m they take away your phone and it's nights out you wake up you're not allowed to go to a city by yourself you have to have a chaperone so like you wake up go to practice eat you know you eat go to practice again come back and it's you know however you can entertain yourself that's and, great and, and you didn't like it just wasn't for you <laughs> it was too much so yeah i was very lucky that on my trial we we scrimmaged the U twenty threes, and I got really lucky. I scored a hat trick against the U twenty threes, and it was like one of those days where like everything was just going. Everything right. just went well, yeah. Like I took I took a shot from like eighteen yard out, and it like just hit upper ninety twice, and it was just like what? Like I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> and 
the scouts were watching and they're like hey man like where are you from again and i was like oh like california blah, blah, blah. And like um the problem was that like you're competing against kids who have no other option you know what yes. i'm saying yes and so when i was out there like although i was pretty cool with the kids um they realized like hey if he makes it that means you know jorge or someone has to get cut it's like a cutthroat right? mentality yeah and so it's like jorge's been with us for like x amount of years like we can't let this kid come in easily you know so like uh-huh. they would hide my cleats uh, really oh, they shit. Like that? They, they have to bro like it's it's one of those things where like i don't know if you guys experienced it maybe like at a camping trip or something when, when boys leave live with only boys mm-hmm. it's a fucking it's hostile it's so it's like a jungle bro it's crazy right. like the bathrooms are dirty like it's it's just it's yeah. crazy like and yeah so during practice they make sure like you know like you know that you're you're not welcome, bro. Like, like, the un recuerdo. For sure, bro. And that was, it was hard. Little by little, I was getting their respect and stuff. But I think the hardest part was just like, you know, the home homesickness. The fact right. that they were, they told me that like, if I went back, I would have to train with the U18s until I turned 18, Fuck. which was another six months. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I could live there for another six months. Right. You know, like my phone taken away at 9 p.m., like... Uh, they take your phone away at 9 p.m yeah so like it was oh, a curfew wait. and they, you have to put it in a box and like Cause they just want you to get like sleep right yeah yeah and it was like there wasn't there was no liberty there was no freedom i, I thought i was gonna go to mexico and i was gonna be able to like train and then i'm gonna go check out the museum and, you had to eat what right. they give you too yeah yeah and so like it, it, it's a lot of regimen and when you're in the u.s you realize how like fortunate we are fuck mm-hmm. yeah and it's like there's no discipline here yeah it's none but then there's also like it's like no discipline and then like all the discipline like there's there's a middle ground you know yeah what I'm there's a middle ground for sure and I I think I experienced what I needed to out of it I yeah. I I used to say I regretted not staying because they had offered me they're like hey like um you know you'll stay with the U18s until you turn 18 and then from there we either send you to a tercera team which which means a third division team where you yeah where you, know, you, you, you go up yeah but they're affiliated to America or if you're good enough you know yo but that's you know america's not known for for getting academy kids up yeah it's rare it's, it's, it's rare. really rare so i was like you know i gotta be honest with myself and am i gonna be strong enough i was like i don't know and there's a lot of things and i already had a college out here that was gonna I was gonna help you give me a chance so i was like you know what? i'm gonna try that out do you know any any kind of pros or near pros that you met <laughs> over there in the academy that are kind of it was crazy because it sucks to say because like it's the truth but one of the best players at the time was this lefty um they call him i don't want to say but they call him negro like you know and and he was beast bro he was a savage uh destined to go pro but he was telling us that like to make that debut with the next team that was up because you don't go directly to the first team they have like rankings yes primera a primera vez i don't i forgot how it goes but to make the next leap the coach was asking for a uh it was like 500 bucks to make his debut mm-hmm. which in pesos is a lot like yes right yeah, yeah and the kids just couldn't afford it and he was Fuck. like so like he was like man like they're asking me to like for this amount of money to get you know i'll be on the bench but like to actually hit the field like you gotta pay and if it's happening in america just imagine like right but one of my favorite memories is i was training and it was the time where uh piojo was still there piojo Herrera did, you, and, did you meet him and he would watch his practice. Him and Diego Linus, I remember, I'll never forget this. Him and Diego Linus were watching his practice during that game that I scored the hat trick. Whether they saw it or not, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, to this day, my first story. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. That you actually, like, 
I mean, did you, were you like, oh, like, shit, they're watching me. Like, I got to, like. Bro, I, for sure. And honestly, I tell my dad this all the time. I wish, <clears throat> I have pictures and stuff, you know, yeah. but, like, it was one of those things where my dad would tell me, like, just focus on the game, you know, like, because I was telling him, I was like, I really want to have someone to record the games. Mm. And my dad was like, no, nah, just focus on the game. If they if they realize you're doing that kind of stuff, they're going to think you're not focused. And mm -hmm. But I, I generally would give up everything I have to get a video of that game, like, just to show my pops. <laughs> But yeah, that's crazy. So soccer is your number one sport, or like the, the sport you grew up with, mm -hmm. and you're trying to get into football. Is there any other sport that you that you've been into, or like you'd like to get into? Because so, I think yeah, we're in like a few sports, for sure. but not that, not like uh, just like a handful. You know what I mean? So there's only so much you can. Most of my with. like family lives in Victorville, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Ryan Garcia's from Victorville, the boxer. Yeah, 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 yeah. The boxer. So boxing's huge in Victorville. Um, I love boxing. Yeah, yeah, UFC. UFC and boxing, yeah. yeah. Oh, you like, yeah? I love it, man. If I wasn't a soccer player, I'd definitely be a boxer. Really? Yeah. I love it, man. Wait, wait would it, you Would you rather, I mean, do you, you watch both the UFC and boxing? Yeah, both. Any preference over the two? UFC, for sure. UFC? Yeah. yeah. UFC's awesome. This is a crazy story real quick. Um, I went to El Camino College. Yeah. And uh, we were training one day, and I was one of the captains of the team. And it was going to be my second year. And this kid tried out with us, and he was tall, lengthy, mm. really skinny. And it was kind of my job to get kids under the wings. I, you know, it's scary to like try out for a new team and you yes. just don't know. So I go and tell the guys, "Hey man, like, what's your name?" He's like, "Oh, my name's Khalil." I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you, man. Like, uh, how you liking the team?" Blah, blah blah. Like, "Oh, I like it." Blah blah. A week goes by. Every day, I'm trying to like talk to him, just hanging out. Hey, bro, how you doing? Practice, you know. We have our first game, and uh, a huge crowd is building up, like, by our thing. And we we would have like 20, 50 like people show up to our games, but like they all kind of concentrated into one area. I was like, what the hell is happening? So we're warming up and I go over and, and it's Anderson Silva, mm. the, the UFC yeah, fighter. And I'm just like, what the hell? What is he doing here? <laughs> and I say it out loud. I was like, what is he doing out here? And Khalil, he goes, oh, that's my dad. Yeah. What? I was like, bro, your dad's that's Anderson your dad. Silva. Like, that's what the crazy. Hell? I was like, my dad. I was like, dog, what are you doing playing soccer? <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm just trying it out. Funny enough, he never, we talk all the time, but, uh, I, I, I like to think, that after that conversation we had, I was like, bro, you literally have a golden ticket of life. Like, pursue this UFC thing, bro. Like, you know, like, I know maybe maybe you might like soccer more, but it's a grind to go professional in soccer. Yes. And like, if you pursue this UFC thing, bro, I'm pretty sure, like, you'll get a, you know, golden path up to the top. Well, he like, could have the best trainers now, you know, like the best kind of, like, he could be best prepared, you know. <laughs> For sure. And I was, and I was telling him, I was like, I was like, why not? He was like, I don't know if I love it all the way yet. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, like, I just telling you, bro, from experience, because I was a little bit older than him. Right. I th I think, like, a year or something. But I had been pursuing soccer a lot longer. You know what I'm saying? I came from Mexico. I told him, like, trying to go pro in, like, in soccer is damn near impossible, bro. Like, Almost. if you have an opportunity for UFC, take it. It might be the hardest sport to go pro for in. For sure. Right? Yeah. I, I, I would, like, agree. Like, it's so, so competitive and you have to know a lot of connections, a lot of people. And I was like, mm -hmm. I was telling him, I was like, you have the best connection possible. Like, pursue the ufc thing and but i'd say i'd say like props to anderson silva for not forcing his kid yeah. for sure. to go down his route because like yeah. maybe like maybe yeah. he he's had the talk with anderson so sure. like, like yeah like that but like you know i just i just don't want to do ufc you know what i mean Cra and he's like you know yeah no, i mean i'm not gonna force you to do anything crazy enough after his first season with us uh Khalil ended up dropping soccer and now he's yeah. uh he's kickboxing i think damn uh, and every day he's posting that he's training with his pops. That's a start. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, a start for he's, sure. He's, he's looking into going to the UFC soon. Shit. He looks like a savage, man. Like, if, if uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be a good, good fighter. 
Any yeah. uh, any predictions on um or did you watch the last UFC fight? Uh, Who was yeah, it, um, it was Sean Strickland. Strickland. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. Dang. I, I had a hot take. I thought the dude had deserved it, but I guess I was wrong. A lot of people said Strickland got robbed. Yeah. I thought no, you thought Duplessis deserved it? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, okay. I dope. think so too. I thought it was yeah. a hot take because I said yeah. it to the group channel and I was like, bro, you're crazy, like Strickland got robbed, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. The dude's it's because UFC, since it's show business, uh-huh. it's not like it's not all showy like WWE, but it's definitely show business where it's like popularity matters. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Duplessis kind of got in trouble, not in trouble, but he kind of like dropped points because of what he said about his dad and like his, sure. his growing up, and for people sure, people sure. didn't really like him about that. But <laughs> I for sure agree. I think I think he you know Strickland had his moment, but it was a little late. You know, yeah, he had a lot of takedowns, Strickland? right? Yeah, Duplessis? the guy did enough. He he fought a really good fight. Yeah, he um, did. He was locked in. You could tell. Favorite fighter? Right now, mm, Sean O'Malley. He's pretty cool. O'Malley? Sugar Sean? Yeah, he's cool. I like I like him. He think Connor's him? coming back for 300? They he, said he might. I, I don't think it'll ever be the same. For sure. Yeah, not no. for, like, yeah, for sure not. Me and my Irish buddies talk about it all the time. Uh, through the soccer thing, I met a lot of Irish kids, and they said that that golden era where he was popping off it was just insane. Like, mm-hmm. he literally had the whole country that on his back. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, apparently, no one in Ireland likes him right now. So, what? really, yeah, he's like people call him a bell end. <laughs> what about uh, Patty Pimblet? I heard a lot, of, he's, a, he's a fan favorite too. He, he's not from Ireland, he's no, from he's uh, England. Uh, England. He's, he's from, from Liverpool, yeah, yeah, from Liverpool, yeah. He's cool. I, I, he's he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He like does like he like really bulks up like in the off season. Yeah, he's oh, crazy. He's, uh, and he yeah. just slims. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. But that, that can't be healthy, can it? Like just nah. to like for I mean, your weight to fluctuate like that. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think I don't that's know. healthy. Sure. It's because yeah, I don't. I don't. I, well, that that fucks with how extreme he goes down. I think. Or how, how extreme, extreme he goes up because he he's always said he said he prefers right. to be fat. You know that extreme like because there's some Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, there's really Photoshop fast. for sure. Yeah, he doesn't get that fat. Like, <laughs> he gets a little bit. Like, I, I don't know if you guys heard about this, like, but with the whole weight loss thing, mm-hmm. did you guys hear what Ryan Garcia said the other day about mm-hmm. how his uh, fight against Robin da- Javante Davis, he had to lose a lot of weight. Oh yeah, it, was it, like ca- a, it caused him to have some problems with his ribs for or something. Sure. Yeah, dude, that shit is not healthy. Like cutting weight for fighters like that, so extreme like that, is not healthy. But they were saying that like because of how much weight he lost, mm-hmm. he his. I, I maybe don't I misquote me, but I think he said his bones got frailer or something, oh, and that whoa. he got a rib injury during his training, and that yeah. during the fight, there that's the whole thing that he had the beef with his promoter because mm. someone from his team told the other team, leaked hey, it. they leaked it, yeah, target his ribs, he, he his ribs are are not good right now, and that's how he, he got a liver the fight, yeah, he got uh-huh. a, he got hit in the ribs, and yeah, that's weird. So it's uh it was an interesting topic with that whole weight loss thing. I love boxing. But I'm, it's I'm having a hard time getting into it. No, I'm having a hard like I'm into it, but I'm having a hard time just kind of keeping up with it because, mm-hmm. like a lot of the big names, my favorite boxer is Tyson Fury. Yeah, because I mean I like I think one of my first boxing fights that I watched was the first one with him and Deontay Wilder. Oh, crazy fight! And um and Canelo too, but and like we say about Mexicans, we drag each other down. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of trash being said about Canelo because because he takes easy fights. They say. And I feel like boxing is just going away from that showmanship, and it's just more it's becoming more of a tactical sport. Like they're they're leaving the the Pacquiao's, and they're going more towards the Mayweather's, where it's like mm-hmm. crazy enough. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's been like that for the last I would say like six five years for sure. But really recently, like really really recently, 
I think with the whole social media thing, people are getting called out about it now. And it's like a lot more than before. You know, Mayweather time, everyone's like, hey, bro, like you're dug in a lot of fights. Yeah. But like it just wasn't loud enough because social media wasn't that big. Yeah, it wasn't that prevalent. But it wasn't- nowadays, like if you duck a fight, you're going to hear it for the next two weeks. You know, so like we have uh, Tyson Fury fighting. Uh, Nagano? No, no, no. He's fighting uh, uh, Usyk. Usyk, yeah. Which Usyk. is a big, big fight because Usyk's a, a good, good fighter. Uh, and he was avoiding that fight as long as he could. <laughs> yeah. But he just, you know, depressed him hard to it. And I think people are realizing that, like, with sales and stuff, you kind of can't avoid the big fights no more. No. So, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Not to, like, pivot off of it, but, like, I think it all goes down to, like, what Jake Paul has done with the whole YouTube boxing scene. You realize, like, you got to give the fans what they want. Yeah. And if you do do that, like, yeah, you're going to get views. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're going to get eyes. And as much as people try to diss him for, like, saying it's not real boxing, I think right. it's caused a stir in the real boxing scene where it's like, Definitely. we got to take something off they of what he's doing because yeah. he's doing something right. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know why. I, I, used, I used to be a big Jake Paul hater. Like, mm-hmm. I used to hate on Jake Paul. Yeah, for sure. Like, Mikael Gordo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... The more the more he does it, the more I can kind of see that he's really about it. Yeah, for sure. And and I don't know, like I obviously he he can't take champs right now. Yeah. Like and for his early fights, well, like I don't know why people expected him to take you know for like, sure just no. some beast ass boxers. I think he has a good fight coming up though. No. Yeah. Maybe he, he's he's gonna fight. He soon. Start, he started fighting real boxers. Yeah. Exactly. I think people don't realize that like with boxing and stuff, especially someone like Ryan Garcia in Victorville, you were hearing about Ryan Garcia when he was like 14 years old. Yeah. Like boxing is one of those sports where like kids do it when they start like at like 10, 11 years old. So it's like for the guy to take on boxing and in three years done what he's done, it's like mind blowing. Like it's generally you got to give credit where credit is due. Because boxing is one of those sports where like when you're fighting, you're fighting against guys that have done it literally their whole life. And it's one of those things where like boxing is all technique, you know? Yeah. Like So if you're fighting against a guy that's, had 10 more years than you to develop that technique it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard yeah Yeah, boxing is 100 like boxing is i think boxers are so fast though yeah you know what i mean like they're so quick like if you if you ever encounter a boxer like and you're you don't know how to box like i mean you're done you know what i mean And i think that's the biggest thing that's why a lot of people until you've done it you can't really respect it you know what i'm saying so like most of the negativity here around the boxing world it's a lot of people that have never boxed yeah so it's like they'll be like oh why doesn't he fight a real boxer it's like bro have you fought in a real box like have you boxed like it's crazy like you know you're not in your element like it's like if you're fighting against a guy that's done it his whole life you're gonna get smoked you're gonna get smoked yeah getting smoked in boxing hurts (laughs) because they they talk about like oh this guy has more power this guy has more strength more reach but if the other guy's been doing it for longer just it's yeah. it's way harder. Yeah. Last thing, by the way, yeah. have you seen um, have you seen the the bare knuckle fights that oh, people are doing nowadays? Insane, man. Yeah. Have you seen like those? like on the street, like no, not no, on the street, like, but like in like in the ring. Like Bryce Hall went in no, and I did a bare knuckle fight. Yeah, have you yeah. seen those? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's no, a new association, like a new form uh, yeah, organization that does like an, bare knuckles only. Fuck. That's crazy, that's dude. Dangerous. That's actually it's, super crazy. And he he won that fight, and like they actually just go like bare knuckle, like they have like the wraps and stuff like that, like tape wrap. And they just go at it. I thought Power Slap was crazy. Power Slap was crazy. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. Slap was... I think Dana White owns it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He started it up, and they have like a whole series on it. I think like the first season is on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty it's a pretty stupid sport, but it's For just sure. entertainment. You know what For I mean? Sure. But and I mean, if they're into it, they're into it. If yeah. they're into it, I seen I yeah. saw like the first season. I mean, I was pretty entertained. Like yeah, like the, the guys that go into it are like I mean, not the brightest people, but you know they're just trying to. I mean, there's a lot of money. To there's be money. There's money, money to, to be made. made. I think I mean, that's the biggest thing we forget sometimes. Like, although we're devout, I think especially when you're a sports like athlete, I guess 
we devote our lives to it so we take it very seriously mm. but we have to remember at the end of the day if you're doing it professionally it's entertainment yeah. people are yep. your money your salary is coming from the fact that people, people want to see tickets, you yeah they want to get entertained so like i think with any sport or anything like it's like like for the power slapping for example like people clown on it but it's like you got to remember that like it's all the same game you know it's all entertainment you know like yeah. and whatever gets the most eyes you kind of have to do it you know yeah facts that's facts right there yeah hey bro well, i appreciate you coming on nah rose by the way dope. um everything do you do you have any like anything you want to say before before we before we sign off nah, man this is super dope i mean anything to plug experience yeah, yeah where can where, where can people yes. find you where can people find your brand yeah uh 310 offsuit on instagram yep 310 offsuit uh we'll put it down in the description and then uh just my instagram's eddie grottos uh oh, yeah. yeah that's it appreciate awesome. that yeah. Yeah. thank you for coming on bro yeah, yeah, thank, thank you, you. That, was, that was sick Hell yeah. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Dope. <coughs> Fuck yeah. How, how long do we go for? An hour 30. An hour 30? No, an hour 20. Hour 20? Hour 20, yeah. Dude, we, we tried to record um, our last...